A young woman with a bucket shot dead in a queue for water at a communal water tank in a dispute over water. She will forever stand as a symbol of just how bad the water crisis in the Durban area has become. We speak to Democratic Alliance councillor Nicole Bullman about the situation on the ground. Morning, Nicole. Morning, Chris. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Please tell us what is happening. Um, I'd like to say all in as chaos currently. Um, just with you talking about the lady that was shot, it's just given me absolute goosebumps. Um, we've become... We've become the movies we watch also often. I mean, every movie, science fiction movie, we seem to be always searching for water, whether it's the Hunger Games or Star Trek or whatever. There's always the search for water and it becomes the liquid gold. It becomes the commodity that everybody needs because it is our survival. So what we witnessed just recently now, what we know about the lady being shot at the water tanker um, at the Jojo, um, you know, that just simplifies and amplifies the actual situation that we're sitting in um, in Durban currently. Okay, you, the Democratic Alliance has asked for an urgent parliamentary inquiry as well as for a Human Rights Commission hearing. Have you had any response from either? Yeah, so obviously it was our provincial leadership that wrote to both the Human Rights Commission as well as the president of the country. I haven't been advised as to whether there has been a response there seems to have been an uptick in um, the response from the the the, what, the minister of water and sanitation. He was back in Verulam yesterday um, with a number of suggestions. You know, we're talking about borehole boreholes being drilled next to the reservoir. But I mean, we all know we can't just simply drink borehole water. It's, you know, it's not, and especially with the amount of sewage going into the system, I don't know that our groundwater would be heck of a safe. So, you know, I hope that they're going to test it and and, and do what they need to do it and do with it in order to be used, by, you know, about the human human capacity that lives there. Um, then there's talk of pipes. I mean, these pipes have been pie in the sky for years and years and years. I mean, we, this is not... Not something that hasn't been coming. You know, it's basically we've been watching this this accident. We've been watching this accident happen for many years, and just it's, again, the horse has bolted. The, the 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 lead rain has run out, and literally we we are at a loss. Now, last week when Phoenix residents tried to stage a peaceful protest, they were made of rubber bullets and tear gas. We have videos of people with gaping wounds. Yes, so I went to the, the meeting the Saturday. There was a meeting held in Phoenix with the uh, mayor and a delegation from the water department. And quite surprisingly, and, I, I, you know, it was a little a little concerning that on one side of the building you had the, the water cannon with, with saps as well, um, the water the water cannons. And on the other, other so side... So they had more, water for that. They had water for that. Um, and then on the other side, I mean, I even made a joke about it. I was like, you know, they forgot to tell us to bring our buckets. And on the other side, it was um, people standing, a group of, of um, I would say that they looked like Metro with the sh- shotguns ready with the rubber bullets. So, you know, like I said to to colleagues, is that irrespective of what was going to happen there, aesthetically, you know, we were, it was a, a, a it was a mental picture of the situation um you know protect protect himself um but let's not protect the people that are absolutely desperate 
And then obviously we had the protests in Phoenix, which did start off. I think there is tempers are flaring badly. I mean, there was alleg um, alleged um, disputes between people trying to get to work and trying to get to hospital and they weren't allowed through. It takes me back to 2021 with these barricades and the inability. So again, we're starting to see, you know, where the law is heavy handed, where the Sapson and Metro are a little bit maybe on the on the the stronger side of of where they should be, and you you're starting to see people out of desperation trying to protect what they've got, and that's their families. Um, and this time it's for something again that we can't just make, we can't just get. You know, it's just it's it's impossible. Well, people must be so desperate in Phoenix where. I think they're going on 100 days without water. But if we look at other communities, there's Bester in Kumashu, 14 years, isn't it? Tongat, 19 days. Um, Umlasi, uh, for five years. Yeah. So we, it's, it's, again, what we don't know. They say out of sight, out of mind. And I think what has happened now, I mean, if I look at um, my own ward, so I am Great Amschlanger. Um, Amschlanger, which is the tourism and um, commerce capital of, of pretty much of the city. And, uh, you know, we haven't had water today again. Today, we had a bit yesterday, but today marks day 13 of no constant supply. So, you know, talking to the taxi association, they gave me the stats of probably about 50,000 people. And when I talk about Amstranga, I'm talking about the Great Amstranga. So that would be Ridge all the way down to Rocks, um, which is a substantial amount of people. There's core centers, there's hospitals, there's businesses, there's tourism. So it's not only the affluent people that live there. There's also the businesses that employ people from around the the, the urban area, from massive area that are now also, you know, compromised because of this. I mean, I know of hotels, of, well, I would say more like your boutique hotels and guest houses who are now starting to see people, you know, they haven't had a, a full run since 2020, these hotels, you know, with the COVID. And then we had the riots, obviously, which was a little bit concerning to people from outside of Durban. Um, and then we've got the sewage drama, which still continues. So, you know, it's just a, it's another compounded issue that we're having to deal with as business in, in the area. Now, isn't Durban the water board's biggest customer? If Durban collapsed, what would be the fallout for the province? Well, pretty much everything. Um, so it's a house of cards currently. Um, we have had a number of meetings with the um, Gini Butagela Water Board. Uh, again, I'm, you know, I'm maybe not the right person to be discussing this because I do believe, you know, they say that they're completely innocent, that um, Etiquini is taking more than they, ha they need. Um, I'm currently busy with an investigation of my own in terms of capacity and systems and so on and so forth. But ultimately, you know, when we see reductions on the Durban Heights side, and we immediately start see the reduction on them, um, the Mount View and Amschlanga side. So it's the same as, you know, pressure. Um, it's the same as the reason why going up a hill, we need to put our foot on the accelerator, otherwise our cars would just stop. It's the same story as what we're seeing here. As soon as there's a lack of pressure, we have the, the reduction again of water into the system. No, so open above the, 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 you know, there's the maintenance story. There's the fact that our, our reticulation system is vastly outdated. Another concern is that it doesn't look like between Etiquini and uh, the water board that there's been any discussions about development. So it's more like, let's just put the people in. But we where are we going to get the services from? We'll deal with it later. I mean, but they're talking about the Unkumasi Dam. That means we're looking in 2030. 
you know, we don't have until 2030 to get water here. I was just going to ask you if all the promises being made right now are in fact kept, how long will it take to resolve the crisis? Well, they're talking about, I mean, again, this date of the 15th of February seems to be the, the date, you know. Um, 15th of February is in less than two weeks' time, and there's a lot that needs to be done. So I just hope for their sake that they haven't um, overpromised and will underdeliver, uh, because there's already people, I mean, people, you, you, I don't have to explain what's going on on the ground here in terms of, of angst. And just, you know, it's just complete, we're tired, <laughs> we're tired. I mean, I have personally, again, personally have to bath, bucket bath. Um, this is probably in the last month, let's put it this way, in the last month I've managed to have three showers. Everything else has been out of a bucket. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with. And that doesn't say, I mean, obviously there's, like you said, there's communities like Besta and so on and so forth that have to do it daily. I mean, and they get river water because they don't even get tankers. So it's a bit of a, it's an absolute mess. And there is a shortage of water tankers because I remember last week at Mount Edgecombe, they they didn't have enough water tankers or any at one point. Across board. Um, if we're looking at, let's say, because the research I have done suggests that there's a community of about 500,000 people in the north of Durban. And like I said, the north of Durban is everywhere up between Amgeni River and Tongat. Um, I'm thinking... It's a bit low. I think we've got vastly more than 500,000 people. And at any given time, uh, we get two or three tankers, maybe, maybe. Like yesterday, I didn't get one tanker because apparently they were being redirected by a senior person in the, in the water department. So if we're lucky, we get tankers. Otherwise, we don't get tankers. And again, you get one tanker. I mean, our ward is about 40,000 people strong, and I've got maybe two tankers that deal with that. So it's it's not it's not feasible this water tanker story at all. Is there any way that the private sector can be roped in to speed up the recovery process, or is that not on the cards? Well, it, well, everything you know for 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 us as the Democratic Alliance, we do believe in the whole of society approach. Um, you know, there's the whole thing that we all need to have a stake in our own welfare, um, and we can. But you know, whether the the current government in Etikreni is open to that. I know during the sewage crisis, there was a lot of offers and suggestions and literally nothing came of it. Um, and we still sit how many years down the line with the same problem. Um, but I do think that we as as consumers and, um, you know, we need to start being a little bit more vigilant in, in how we, we use our water. Um, I mean, I've had reports of people filling swimming pools and, uh, watering gardens and high pressure built, you know, high pressure hosing their their walls and things like that. I mean, obviously, we had the Karens during COVID, and the Karens are still out there. So there are still a lot of people that are reporting, and it and it's of general concern because every liter we use is a liter less that somebody else could have. So, you know, it it is a knock on. So I do I do um request that consumers just maybe just a little bit more vigilant in terms of their use of water at this stage. Thank you. Let's hope. Not another person gets killed for water before this crisis is resolved. Thank you, Nicole. That was Nicole Bolmon, Democratic Alliance Councillor, speaking to Biz News. I'm Chris Stain. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Chris.